Someone asked me recently, what is the coolest part of my job as CEO at Clear Motor Market? I said, well, that's easy. The fact that every day I get to dig into our clients' businesses to learn not only what makes it tick, but what we can do as their partner to deliver the marketing that truly matters to their business. It's like being in a living, breathing case study every day. And for that, I am truly blessed. Hello, Collisions YYC listeners. It's with an overwhelming sense of pride that I wanted to share with you that the marketing agency that I had the pleasure of co-founding and leading is turning 15 years old. Yes, their motive marketing is 15. I wanted to shout out a huge thank you to all of our clients, past and present, as well as our vendors and all of the incredible team members we've worked with over the years to make this milestone possible. Check us out at clearmotive.ca to learn more about what we can do that matters to you. Hello and a warm collisions, YYC. Uh, YYC, welcome to my guest this morning, Mr. Jared Sarbet. How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing very well. How are you, Tyler? Good, man. So good to have you on. The world conspires. Our mutual friend, Gilbert Bong from Between Two Dots, who uh, Gilbert and Hafiz are two awesome guys in town that have a killer podcast. I was on it. You were on it. And Calgary as it is, we got introduced to each other. So I'm going to dive right in. You are the CEO at Picture Perfect Cleaning. So I always love to let the uh, let the audience into the tent or into the elevator, if you will. Let's do a quick little elevator pitch. What are you guys all about? What do you do? And then let's have a chat about it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, like you said, we're picture perfect cleaning. Uh, my partner Aaron Graham and myself started thirteen years ago. Um, it was it was really a you know a, a dream of uh, building a business with systems and and uh, treating people extremely well. Uh, we're a commercial cleaning company, so we clean um, you know all sorts of facilities from from churches to schools to daycares to gyms to you know office buildings. You name it. If it's a business it's, or a facility, we clean it. We don't do any residential cleaning at all. Okay. So, yeah. 13 years ago and curious was this getting into the cleaning business like it's an interesting industry and like going through your website and the way in which you present it and the way you, it feels like you've elevated it but when you were back 13 years ago on your entrepreneurial journey of where do i go i want to start a business how did you end up at cleaning like how did that path lead to that yeah, Great, great question. You know, like I was always an entrepreneur and I always had big dreams and, and, you know, and I, and I wrote many, many business plans. Um, I, I can't, I grew up in the hospitality industry, so I assumed that that's where I was going to land. Uh, I thought I was going to own a restaurant of some sort. Um, but I realized there was, you know, the profit margins were tight. It was, I, I worked in it for so long and it's, it was, a, it was a tough lifestyle. So, um, so I, I was writing business plan after business plan and it was actually my wife who, um, she was a, a refugee from uh, northern Iraq and she came here you know at, at one years old and her dad had nothing in his pocket very little English and became a janitor uh, and he cleaned for for his entire entire life until he retired um, but you look at his kids and they're all very well educated you know my wife's a, a lawyer and um, and all of them are you know there's an accountant in there a, a marketing uh, <laughs> degree in there as well um, and there are a lot of educated people and um, and what my wife said is, you know, you find people like my father, um, treat them with the utmost dignity and respect, and they will be loyal to you for life. Um, and so then I started looking at the numbers, you know, I was working at the restaurant and, uh, and, and saw what we were paying our janitor at that, that, at that restaurant and, and, and then saw how he treated his people. He would come in in the evening and yell at them, um, treat them extremely poorly. And then I would ask for, you know, a contract and, you know, what, what's he responsible for? And, and he said, ah, 
I, we don't have a contract. I was like, well, can you write, you know, can you email me something? Uh, and he, and then he, um, he's like, I don't use email. Okay. Well, can you write something down and, and, you know, tell me what you're responsible for? So all these things started kind of showing up and I realized, you know, there, there's an opportunity here for a very professional systematized business that treats their people with the utmost respect. Uh, and so then I, I, I sat my now partner down who is working with me at Earl's. He was a server and I was a manager, uh, for, he's from Australia. And I said, Aaron, I, I got this idea. And before I even told him what it was, he said, count me in. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. So today we have, we clean around 225 different properties, uh, mostly in Alberta. We have a small portfolio in Ontario and, and BC, BC as well. Uh, and, um, and we also have uh, about 150, 150 staff or so. 225 properties. So when you guys decide to break into it, it's, again, the grassroots of the entrepreneur journey, we tend to, you know, you and I feel like we're come from a silver domain. You said to someone you wanted to be entrepreneurial 15 years ago or in school, you said that's your, it was not celebrated like it is today. <laughs> it's, it was a very, very different journey. And at the same time, I yeah. think sometimes we may be almost giving it superhero status now where there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of chances to be taken. Talk to me about that. You guys were both at, you guys were both at Earl's. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. So many people I meet are in business and be successful today started somewhere in Earl's in Calgary, totally. but that's another, that's another totally. conversation. It is. You probably yeah. have a great network of other entrepreneurs yeah. and business people that you met while you were working at Earl's. 100%. 100%. Something yeah, about that amazing. culture. That's another podcast yeah, for another day. You're right. I'll have a you're panel right. of, of, of ex Earl's employees that have now made it. <laughs> but talk to me about that moment when you decide to make the jump. So I've got a broad audience from senior business people all the way to like the startup ecosystem in Calgary. Okay. Yeah. Aaron's in, you're in. Did you go out? Did you start with sales? Did you start with systems? Like what was your, your approach back then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're exactly right. Like it was, it was a huge, um, scary jump, uh, leap, but I knew that if, if I was still making income at Earl's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be successful. Mm -hmm. So I quit, I quit Earl's cold Turkey. Um, uh, thankfully I had a little bit of equity in my, you know, 900 square foot condo, um, that I purchased, you know, I think about 10 years before that. And so I lived off that. Uh, and, and I, and Aaron, uh, who is, uh, you know, he was, um, he, you know, from Australia working at a summer camp. That's why he came here. So he, he was young, he's younger than me and he had almost no money either. So I said, come move in with me into the, into the two bedroom. Oh, you guys condo. went all, you guys did the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We grassroots. did it. Yeah, we did it. Awesome. Exactly. It wasn't in our garage, but pretty darn <laughs> close. close. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, every morning we would, we would get to the table and we would sit at my, you know, rickety wooden table and just start cold calling and, and reaching out. That's where we started. And, um, and then at night, um, our first client was just when, when we left Earl's, uh, I, we, a friend of mine from Earl's had, had a couple coffee shops. He managed a few coffee shops. So he, I'm like, Hey, do you mind if we clean those for you? He's like, yeah, sure. So that was, our, that's nice. where we started okay. two, two nice. coffee shops. Yeah. Uh, Aaron cleaned one, I cleaned the other. We had no idea what we were doing. Uh, and, uh, and, but that's where we, we kind of learned and, and kind of laid the groundwork for us. After that, we got a, we got a small, tiny condo. We still have that today. Um, and we cleaned it. We had so much time on our hands. We cleaned it top to bottom, uh, you know, wiped down all the walls, changed every light bulb. We just, it, the place was, went from a pretty dingy place to a absolutely sparkling. Um, and from that, that property management company happened to have many other properties. Um, and they were so impressed. And so they started giving us another one and another one. Um, and that's kind of how, how, how we grew it. Um, but yeah, certainly the focus was for me, it was certainly sales, but the good 
good thing is with the partnership with Aaron, he was really focused on the systems and, and okay, really okay. wrapping his mind around the systems of everything. So from a business partnership perspective, and I love that we're talking about this, I've been, so you've been with your current business partner for 13 years. Yep. My, yeah. We're celebrating 15 years at Clear Motive right now. My business partner awesome. and I, I was one of his clients. So we've been technically working together for almost 20 years, <laughs> business cool. business marriage. But I really yeah. like what you said about that differentiation of like, I had the sales and he had, and he had the systems. How critical was that early on or even to today to that divide and conquer, but also being really clear of who's wearing which hat? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a huge uh, reason for our success. Um, a the the division of of tasks and 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 skill sets. Um, we are completely different in what we're what we're good at. Okay. Um, okay. But B is the ability to to get along so well and and have this stay focused on the same vision. We both made a commitment to each other, you know, very early on that we are. It is all about the client. Um, so as long as whatever we're doing is directed towards the client and also we are not afraid to work as hard as possible day and night to make this happen. So that was the, that was our common ground. Everything else, we were completely different. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a beautiful match made in heaven and still is. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. And Aaron, Aaron just blows me away every day. The new, new systems he comes up with and he's really gotten into technology and creating different software and, uh, just abilities to, to build systems within our business. And it's, uh, it's been really special. I love, oh, it warms my heart So someone who's in a fantastic, um, I'm in a great marriage, which is a partnership. And I'm also in a great business partnership, which is also a marriage yeah. in, in another, in, 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 in its own sense. Yeah. It's, it's, I, it's a relationship and relationships take effort and they take respect and they take balance, but man, they can, the, the force multiplier, it's not one plus one, it's one plus one equals three, you know, if I want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So you, the first jump you decide you leave. It's the riskiest jump, but also sometimes is the least risky because you have the least to lose. You're young, you've got a condo, you make it work. Talk to me about the growth of the business and some of those points. Like, what were some of the inflection points or some of the like, oh, wow, man, especially looking back sometimes because in the moment we're going to blaze forward. But looking back on it, were there some points where you're like, wow, that was a TSN turning point or like that was a left turn, right turn moment where we either grew or we didn't, or we put in a new system that felt risky or we didn't. Talk to me a little bit about like 13 years, you've got some cool, you've got some scars. <laughs> oh, many, many scars. <laughs> and some learning. <laughs> For sure. And the learning yeah, that yeah, goes yeah. with when the scar heals over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, um, the first year was was horrible. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we didn't, we didn't pay ourselves a penny, not, not one penny came back to Aaron and I um, and that was that was really tough and very scary and, and uncertain but you know we kept looking at the numbers and saying okay there's something here there's something here we, we you know we're on to something yeah and, and who's so the, who's we, the numbers guy um, we both are, I would say in okay. a different, very different way. Um, I, I love looking at the P and L on the balance sheet. Like I look at that. <laughs> You'll like, be both. <laughs> you yeah. Both. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Our, our, my accountants actually like my ex accountants, maybe for a reason, but they're, they're like, you look at it too much. Um, and, and I'm like, I'm like, honestly, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you, yeah, anyways, you, you, you and I can talk about that afterwards, but yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, um, so I love that. Um, what Aaron, Aaron is like a real, like he understands accounting accounting, um, understands the systems like the, um, the, uh, you know, taxes and all okay. of that, where that stuff, that stuff I struggle with. So, oh, I just right. like okay. So real, so again, you guys were a good compliment to each other. Yeah. Oftentimes exactly. there's a partner in, in a partnership where one I've seen tends to be more financially oriented, but you both came at it from a different perspective yet again. Yeah. <laughs> yet again. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. And yeah, did, no, for sure. Okay, so you get through that first year. It's it's yeah. it's, it's dry sledding. It's tough. It's there's like yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. not this is this is not. But you still you you understood your numbers enough to know that there was potential. Yeah, and also I think even more important, I loved the business. Like I really fell in love with it, you know. And um, coming from Earls, you know, you're yeah, I, I don't want to say a hot shot, but you know, you're working with beautiful people, and you're you know, yeah. you're in the who's who's. Back when the Earls was the place to be in Calgary, like we right. got a lot more yeah. restaurants now, but not thirteen, That's fifteen right. years ago. That's right, exactly. Earls so, was a hot spot. Yeah, it's, yeah I don't it, know how still I got is in for there. sure. Yeah, <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, but, I, put, but, I put myself through flight school, working behind a bar and doing service in nice. Montreal. So, I, yeah. I don't know. I think some of the best, uh, the, the best hustlers I know have some service industry in their background. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So, you know, and then going to the cleaning industry, you know, and, uh, and it talk about like a, a point in, in time where that really stuck with me was I was cleaning the coffee shop, our first client, and it was on 17th Avenue and it was, it was in the evening, but the coffee shop had huge windows and the lights were on. And so everyone could see inside and here I am, you know, you're literally in a fishbowl. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it was such a beautiful moment for me. It was like, I, this is where I want to be, you know, and and I knew that people, people on 17th Ave, you know, they're partying. They probably, some of them drive by that's like, Jared, what's Jared doing? Mopping a floor in there. Um, but I was, I, 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 it was just this amazing, um, I don't know, experience that I went through that I was like, I love, I love this business. And I loved when we first started hiring people, you know, the, what we could, how, how appreciative they were of how we took care of them and truly cared for them. Um, and so those were, those were, you know, critical moments where I, I really was like, Hey, this, let's get through this tough time. And, you know, and, um, when we got to like year one, it got even more difficult, I would say, because, you know, now we had clients, um, and we were trying to figure that out. And so, you know, we were working day and night. Like I did, I, Aaron and I were not sleeping. I mean, we were cleaning re- restaurants because we got a lot of restaurants. Well, and that, often that you're cleaning when everyone else, it's like working, you went from working in the restaurant industry, which is you working when everyone else is celebrating to now yes. you working where everyone else is sleeping. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, waking up in the morning and working on the paperwork, you're working on yeah, sales, working on, working the, on business for, the, yeah. the business on the business paradigm. Yeah. Exactly. So man, like I'm glad I was young back then. I don't know if I could do <laughs> that again young, right now a but. young a young person's game that, talk exactly. a little bit about it i'm pulling out a thread here that's maybe my own thread that i you know i work in marketing which is very cerebral and sometimes you don't always see like yes you can launch a campaign or you can launch some collateral and it looks great but cleaning i grew up in a rural environment where so much of it was physical but you got to feel the sense of your accomplishment that you did the thing you cleaned the space yeah. and you walked out it was clean there yeah. wasn't this ongoing yes it'll be dirty tomorrow but i did a, how much of that of like that pride of pride in your work and physically doing something with your hands. Like I'm hearing that in kind of what you're saying, but I'm putting my own filter on a little bit too. Yeah. 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 No, it's super tangible, right? It's either it's clean or it's not. Um, (laughs) and yeah, it, it, it did feel good. You know, like, um, I probably took twice as long as anyone our or any of our staff would, but it took me a long time, but Aaron Aaron would tease me. Like I would, I would be talking half the time and he'd be like, Hey, like we got to clean here, man. Like if you got time to, you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Isn't that McDonald's model from way back? Exactly. But I was more there because I just enjoyed the, you know, the quiet this, time this end and, of it versus the, yeah, chaos, the exactly. chaos of a restaurant environment. Exactly. Yeah. But no, it, it, it absolutely did feel good. But even, even more so, what felt even better was driving around at night and looking in the windows of the sites we're cleaning and seeing our, our custodians cleaning and knowing that 
like this is an extension of what we created uh, and that was that was a beautiful moment that's very uh, cool, you, I, I, still I, to this day i, I, I appreciate that. that you took the time to kind of just notice that when it was happening not get lost yeah. in the noise of being busy and building a business totally totally um yeah. so you're year in when did you start when did you start bringing staff on was it at, in during that first year like talk to me just a little yep. bit about the growth because you're at what 150 now you mentioned yeah, we got about 150. Okay. There's subcontractors and employees in there. Yeah, some expect, um, but uh, yeah, people exactly. that are out there, uh, you know, doing, uh, representing uh, your business. Mm. That's right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was about six months in that, that we brought okay. on our, our, our first, uh, you know, staff member. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, it, it was, it was a scary feeling to, <laughs> to, to, to like, did they, did they go in? Did they go in? And, you know, like I was, I would text him every night, mm-hmm. like, Hey, did you clean tonight? And, you know, and it was a really like, you know, to let go of that was a, it was an odd feeling, but mm-hmm. Then it's like, oh, this this works. I can rely on this person, and they'll just take care of it. And you start to see, okay, they, you know, you treat them well, and they feel like they're a part of a family. They will treat you like family, and they they will, you know, respect respect everything they do with high integrity. So, and was yeah. that? It sounds to me, and I'm again oversimplifying that one of your differentiators was just doing it better than the industry standard. And I, and I'm not trying to minimize that at all, but it sounded like you said, like yelling at your employee, like you had a, you had an example of like, that is looks horrible. I don't want, like you said, like a family, some families are dysfunctional. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, but we're talking about true. the positive version of mutual respect yeah. and actually caring each other. Yeah, and even yeah, when yeah. you are frustrated, well, we're still family. So you deal, you deal with it. Yeah. Was that part of your, the value proposition or your differentiation was just treating everybody like quote unquote, the way good, a good human should treat each other in an industry where maybe that just wasn't, sounds like the stereotype is that it maybe doesn't happen as much as it should. (laughs) Yeah, it it certainly is one major component. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Because the, the, the one thing um, that I was warned about when building this business plan was it's really hard to find good people and even harder to keep them. So I, and I, I did interview quite a few janitorial owners, um, you know, building the business plan just to kind of pick their brain and see what, what their world is like. Um, and that was the only thing that came up over and over again, consistently. Um, so Aaron and I made a commitment right from the beginning that this is going to be the best job they've ever had. It might not be the most money they've ever made, but they will never be treated better in any other work environment from anyone. Uh, and so, so every decision we made was, is this the best job they've ever had? You know, will this decision create, create an environment for them where they, they feel like they're flourishing in life or will it hinder them? And then take that further is our role is to help people achieve their dreams. So once we understand their dreams, so it could be, bringing a family member, you know, back from the Philippines that, you know, maybe it's, you know, their lady's husband, you know, that that is is still in the Philippines and she wants to bring them over and their children maybe, or maybe it's to buy their first house, you know, whatever that is. If we understand that, then, then we can actually work towards helping them achieve that, contribute in a small way, but giving them, giving us purpose and giving them purpose and, and aligning those together is, is where the magic happened. So yeah, that certainly was a differentiator, but there, there, there definitely are more. Um, if you look across your 150 and treading into some weird territory here, but there's probably a huge ethnic like people from all backgrounds. Do you find that with some of the different cultures that you work with that like, we're helping you help your family. Like I can only imagine that that 
lands pretty hard and pretty powerfully with some of the cultures that you get to inter- in- interact with? Like, is that as I'm trying to politically yeah. ask that question in a safe way, but yeah. you've got different cultures yeah. that hold family, maybe sometimes a bit different than North yeah. America where we're all chasing and that could become secondary. I know a lot of people from different cultures yeah. that like, no, no, that is primary all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're exactly right. I think people really enjoy working with us for that very reason, mm-hmm. because, because it reminds them of their, their culture. Um, because you're absolutely right. Like, you know, my wife comes from the middle East, so I'm very familiar with, with that culture. Um, you know, and so we, we do have a lot of people from her, from her area and they, they're very hospitable people. Right. Like in, in most cultures, you know, outside of, you know, the Western uh, world (laughs) are really hospitable, really community oriented. Um, it's a very family first mindset. Very family. Yeah, exactly. In North America, sometimes we've set that aside for chasing, the monetary, yeah. the, the, the we'll just call it the rat race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we promote independence a lot here, where those cultures actually promote yeah, deep the collect, the collective versus individuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which exactly. has its pluses, but it does create a very fragmented. Uh, but I appreciate yeah. you being able to play into that and having a. Sounds like you started with that mindset, and mm-hmm. your industry also lended to being exposed to a variety of different cultures uh, that yes. probably lean a little bit more into the values that so many North American companies are trying to tout, but maybe struggling yes. to execute on. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's just it. And it's, we were really it's a fortunate. Great family values is a great story to tell, <laughs> but can you yeah. pull it off? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And we're not perfect. I'm not claiming we're perfect. You know, <laughs> Thank God. I'm glad you didn't people. claim perfection because then those things would yeah. go sideways. No, I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We certainly have our faults, but, but yeah, no, it's, um, it, it, it goes a long way and, and building that community is just so, so powerful and, and it allows us to, you know, sleep well at night. It's not just a, you know, it's a, it's a good ethical thing, but it's also a good business thing. The turnover is super low when we need good people. Yeah, there's financial we, reasons we, to do this, not just because yeah. it's the right thing to do. Like they do, like, yeah. you're proving out that they line up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, lots, lots of benefits. Um, talk to me a little bit about, well, so obviously the last 13 years, what were some of the key inflection points? Like, you, you know, you hired your first couple of people, you're now at 150. Was there any, was it, I guess what I'm looking for is, is, was it a steady, do I look at your curve and go, oh, it was a nice steady growth curve. Was there, was it bumpy? Uh, talk to me a little bit. Everyone loves to hear the train wrecks. Like it's easy to celebrate. Oh, you just, so let's give you the, the accolades and the awards. But what were those moments when things were like, oh shit, like this might go sideways. I don't want to bring up the word COVID, but that business, yeah. businesses closed down cleaning probably. Yeah. Was that, you know, do you have any kind of war stories? you want to share that that would be the one okay all right Um, i figured it would be in there somewhere we could not talk about it truthfully i want my accolades and trophies um for the most part (laughs) (laughs) but no uh no honestly we did have it was a it was a pretty um fun ride like for the most part like we've been we've been up every year um except for covid um but we we were barely down so we that was definitely our war story okay um yeah when when covid happened um you know i think you're good nine ten years in under the belt so you weren't you weren't in you weren't a couple years in like there was an established infrastructure there yeah exactly yeah but yeah when when that hit it was really scary because we had our largest client i remember um getting the phone call and our largest client there's i think we had about 30 or so locations with them um called us and said hey we're we're closing down and we don't know when we're reopening and and like and then after that it was like one after another after another after another kept emailing like within a couple days i think it was like march 18th or so yeah because that was like march 
the 13th was the day we all went home and the 16th is the day we didn't go back, right? Which was the Monday, I think. Right, is that okay? You know the day. Well, because yeah, I remember because that was yeah. the last day we were ever, because we've gone to full remote. So it's the last day we were ever in the office as a team. <laughs> right. So yeah, I just happened to have the date. So I yeah, had yeah. it in my head. Well but, done, yeah, yeah, I got well you. done. But yeah, so the end I- of that first I, week, um, your phone was, you were getting the phone calls and the emails. Yeah. yeah super scary. And, and my, my kids saw me cry for the, probably for the first time ever. I think, um, yeah, Yeah, the, the sky was definitely falling. Um, so we went to war. Like I said to, like you said, like literally a war story. I I called, I called my partner Aaron. I said, Aaron, we're we're going to war, man. Like it's, it's, it's either we, we figure this out or we're going to be in huge trouble. And you know, at that time there wasn't any, we didn't know about, you know, the, the CREB or yeah, yeah, the bullets were flying and reinforcements weren't coming. (laughs) That's right. We didn't know. Yeah, exactly. that analogy farther which i know is maybe yeah yeah well said well said as a ceo i know myself like when the when the bullets started flying wow things got really very real very fast (laughs) yes yes exactly yeah so so i hunkered down and um well aaron and i both and we created a a video Uh, we created two videos one I, i just did a home recording saying offering a, a disinfecting for seniors home a, a free disinfect because um, we had the tools we had the victory sprayer um, we had the hazmat suits we had everything ready gloves and you know you name it we all were, the stuff we were the ready. world was going to need they just didn't know yeah. it. they didn't know it yet <laughs> yeah we just happened to have yeah. it and and so um and so we were we were ready to go in that sense so i created this video saying you know we're here to help we're um i, I took a program as well really quickly um about disinfecting and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and uh, it was like, we're ready to go. And so um, a free disinfect for any seniors home. And then at the nice. same time, we created a, pr- a promotional video um, for disinfecting as well. Um, so it was like early April, it was on a Thursday around 4 p.m. I get a call from a seniors home saying, hey, uh, you know, we need um, seven people tomorrow morning to come in and start disinfecting. Do you think you can do it? I'm like, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> hang up, hang up the phone. Okay, we're going in. Um, and um, and then, but all our staff were scared because it was in a breakout seniors home. Uh, and uh, so Aaron and I, um, a- along with a few other staff members, uh, went in. I went to the third floor where all of them were isolated. I was the only one that went up there in my hazmat suit and uh and was disinfecting and but it was a really uh out of body experience well, it's a scene from a sci-fi it's it's a scene from outbreak yeah. right with the monkey and justin yes, hoffman and that whole thing like it's literally a scene from right 100 yeah, yeah. that's what i'm picturing exactly. in my mind for sure that's but it i was. love as the ceo as the ceo leading by example yeah. is the best way it's the only way so kudos yeah. i love well, i love the story I, for so many reasons <laughs> that wasn't in my mind it was just it was it was time to survive, you know, yeah, like, and, you know, and it was like, we got to do this and not for business, but like, I mean, we, we play a big role in this, you know? And so, um, and, but it, I, it was, you know, you see the seniors there and they look so scared and confused. Don't know what ha- happening. And here well, I am. There's a guy in a hazmat hazmat. suit. Like that's going to, yes. that's going to make anybody Spring. feel slightly. I'm like, did a guy in a hazmat suit just walk by? Like, am I, did I not <laughs> like, what is happening here? <laughs> exactly. So the only thing I could do to try to make him feel better, but maybe it felt made him feel worse was blow kisses to him i would just through my mask i would just you know blow blow kisses and uh, I, I didn't know what else to do well, but, you acted human 
Right. I tried. Yeah, yeah, I tried. You tried. Yeah, no, I love yeah. it. How do you yeah, humanize a hazmat suit? You blow kisses. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't know if I would have thought of that if put in a yeah. what, what are the five things know. you could do to fit to humanize a hazmat situation? <laughs> yeah. Oh that's a great yeah, that's so, a good story, man. That's a, yeah, and then from wow. that we ended up having about twenty-five full-time staff disinfecting seniors' homes day and night. It just kind of exploded because wow. AHS took over the building. They want they put us in another property. They were, you know, they really liked what we were doing. And then I think we were in three properties kind of over the time um and just disinfecting day and night um and uh and, and it worked it, it worked every every building we went into thankfully the numbers only went down so that was wow. that was a good sign so and so how did that play out because covid didn't go away like, like when's it, how long is it i remember having town halls with my team in the first in the first three months like well, when do you think it's going to be done i'm like never in my wildest dreams would I have said two years <laughs> or whatever the right. number and when is it done yeah. and when is it done all that. So yeah. did that con was that con did that become part of your offering throughout the, throughout the remainder of COVID and all the unfortunate cycles we went through? Yeah, exactly. For that time, it, it certainly did. Um, we, um, the other component was we do a lot of, uh, condo buildings, like the common areas okay. yep. of, 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 you know, residential condos and that, grew um because you know people still live well, the there and the need... building owners needed to look like they were maybe doing something that maybe they didn't take as seriously a month ago yeah right? mm. exactly exactly so we we a lot of them we increased our service by about 50 percent, and a lot of a lot of property managers started coming to us looking for a more serious professional janitorial company because before that they were maybe using a mom and pop that didn't have the know-how and the systems to properly disinfect mm. and you know and schedule so in a way from a positive stuff. perspective it brought positive light to the fact that you were doing it the way you were doing it versus like you said, not always being the most high caliber industry uh, or, or, right. or the best operators out there. Yes, exactly. So it was kind of a it. big mix. It was a big mix, you know, like we had, we lost a lot, we gained a lot, we, you know, like we increased, like changed service in a lot of properties. So it was all over the place, but overall, I mean, I think we were down, I think it was like 8% or, uh, okay. you know, in 2020. Versus um, core business so, loss versus uh, new auxiliary services kind of brought in. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. So we were overall, we were, we were pretty happy with it. And, you know, and then after once things settled down, we just started shooting up yeah, again and it. fast. I so I, believe, yeah. I love that you told that whole story and you didn't use the word pivot once. That was well done. Really well done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, then we pivoted like everybody. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I loved it more. You painted more. It was, it was, a, it was a story of survival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Talk to me a little bit about, because when I think cleaning, I don't always think high tech. I'm being kind of, I'm being a bit tongue in cheek with yeah, that statement, okay. but I heard you yeah. say systems. I heard you say like using technology efficiently. I love, you know, when you say digital, you know, digital isn't an industry, it's an underpinning of everything. How's that impacted mm -hmm. your business? Um, yeah, we, we certainly have, we, we lean on a lot of technology in, in, in a, like almost every aspect. I think it was on your um, website that, and that was one of your value props. Like we use this system to monitor and maintain everything. And right. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I caught it. It was, you, you were front, well you were front and center. I'm a marketer. So I'm like, what's the, what yeah. do you send? What are you telling me makes you different and unique? And that was one of the things that showed up right away on your site. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Swept. That's a, yes, that's, that's an right. app that yeah, we yeah. use. Yeah, exactly. That's an app that we use that allows us to do inspections. Um, it, it helps because before, you know, we, 
we would just go in and just kind of eyeball things and say, yeah, I think it looks good. You know, I think you did a good job cleaning, uh, but it was hard to tangibilize. So swept helped us do that. So, you know, you take pictures of all the work, like, so now our managers go in and take pictures of everything that was done. And the idea is to catch any issues before the client catches it. Um, and and now you have a record and if anything comes up, you can track it back and, and, and you can be proactive versus uh, just trying to literally chasing your tail. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that it does is, um, before we had swept, you know, ordering equipment was a, it was a disaster. It was a gong show because someone would text it, someone would email it, someone would call you and ask for it, you know, it was like all over the place. So now swept is one place where people can order supplies and it's using the same language. Um, so everyone's on the same page. Um, and so that's been super, super helpful. Um, I think swept I I saw was multilingual. It also allowed it kind of different engagement from language perspectives. Like sounds like a workflow dream. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. I mean, certainly they have like, they have their hiccups, you know, like it's not a, you know, like any software. Not every platform does, you know, it's like the the three three in one printer. It can't do everything perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, but honestly, like overall, it's a really good product and it's been a core part of our business. I can't imagine without it. Don't tell them that because they'll jack our prices Yeah, well, maybe they'll listen. I don't know, but I, 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 I hear you. It's almost like these uh, systems are designed that they're very, they're very sticky. They're very hard to unplug from your business. Exactly. At the same time, I appreciate, you know, doing things differently and taking an industry that could easily from the outside be perceived as like, oh, it's just some people cleaning. Yeah. Let's elevate the experience, not only from the perspective of running an efficient business, but let's make it, let's set our people up to make it easier. Like I've clear motive. We always joke, how do we make it easy? Dot, dot, dot. To find your files, to know what you're working on that day, to get feedback, to be home at five with your family. Like during COVID, we adopted like, what's our COVID culture? And it's like, how do we make it easy for you to live your life and not add more stress to a world that was already full of, totally. full of unknown. So it sounds like totally. a similar kind of anecdote, totally. remove, remove friction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I read an article a while back. It was, you know, stop trying to surprise. It was a Harvard business review. I think it was from 2010, but it was like, stop trying to surprise and delight your customers and just be easy. Just make it easy. And they showed yeah. the kind of statistically that, right. yeah, every customer likes to surprise and delight, but usually they're like, oh yeah, but it's so hard to fill out this form or it's so hard to get a hold totally. of you. Just make it e- Just yeah, remove, I love the friction. That. remove the friction. I love of that. I'm constantly about how we can make things as easy as possible for, for our custodians as well as as well as our, our clients. Um like we, you know, my 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 partner Aaron, like God bless him, but he, you know, he's he's like, you know, we need we need all this information. They need to fill all this out. Um, you know, as he's on the contract, fields, I want to get filled out. I'm like, man, just just let them sign the contract and you know, and then we can talk to them about the other information we might need. But you know, like, yeah, don't, don't complicate it. Make it as simple as possible. So, what, yeah. what formula do you guys use? That's a great, I love what you brought up there. Like we are in a world where we're drowning of data, but you also still have to be deliberate in collecting it, knowing what the hell you're going to use it for. A lot of people are like, I have this huge database of potential customers. I'm like, is it organized at all? They're like, no, I don't know. And it's some, it's a mess. So like, there's yeah. data and then there's data. How do you guys yeah. as an organization identify what's worth collecting and like, and what you're going to do with it. Like maybe a year from now, you're going to collect data now. How do you, or what's your discipline? And it's a really broad question because I think a lot of companies are wrestling with yeah. what do we collect and yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a super good question. And we've been, we've been absolutely wrestling mm-hmm. with it. Um, so, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of data that we do collect. So I guess, I guess I'll kind of focus on the operation side because sales side too, we focus on a lot of data there too. Um, but um, operationally speaking, our operation managers have metrics, you know, that, that they need to hit. Um, so for example, how many inspections did they do using the swept app? Um, so every week we, we meet as a team and they present how many inspections we did oh, the right. last week. Um, you know, how many, how many client visits did we do? 
Um, how many, how many um, uh, uh, custodian visits did we do? Um, and then how many shift covers did they have to take care of? Um, so those are kind of the, the key metrics that, that we track. If any of those basis. goes out of whack, it eventually breaks the model, right? I can put them, yeah. I can build the puzzle even my, yeah. not knowing your business. I'm like, well, yeah, because if you don't do the visits, you lose track. If we didn't have coverage, that happens. Like each one ties back to you. Did the, cult, totally. did the customer get the best job possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and because we give a lot of autonomy to our, our managers, um, nice. like we, we really try not to micromanage them to, uh, you know, as little as possible. Um, that is the, the area where we can hold them accountable. Um, you know, so it's accountability piece It's knowing what they're doing. Um, and it, and they're important metrics because, you know, we want to make sure that we're in our client's business and we know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on the operation side. Um, I mean, I can go into sales if you want, but a little bit, give us a couple yeah. for sure. I've got a business yeah. audience, so they love to like, give me the, like the yeah. philosophy is nice, but what do you actually do? Give me the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, so we have, you know, from, uh, an outreach perspective, you know, how many, how many bids, you know, how many con- clients are we contacting? First of all, okay. you know, like, like how many are we reaching out to, um, every week and then how many appointments we, we are getting, uh, um, you have a team that's kind of like, like, and I'm saying this a bit tongue in cheek, but dialing for dollars on a regular basis. They're, they're, yeah. they're reaching out yeah. who's on our list who's like the clients okay. we already have let's call them mm. yeah exactly okay. and and so every tuesday our, our our sales team presents to us um we have, we have one person that, that oversees sales nice. uh and and so she presents to us um you know the um the data right so um you know what what she did like all the appointments and we use hubspot so it's very okay. well organized so so the 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 leads the bids that she's put in where their their status is you know closed or lost or is your you know, simply and, a bid is like an rfp style business or is it like you're you're you're, you're bidding against uh, is it kind of a blind uh situation it, that it depends it depends we certainly do a lot of rfps um but most of the business that we get is you know like um a very straightforward small business you know they, they're maybe getting three quotes you go in give them a quote and you know it's not it's not very probably at this point they've heard about you or they were at another building where the, you did the cleaning and uh, yes. the small town or the you know biggest small town ever southern alberta has this yeah. has its advantages when you've been around for as long exactly. as you have right mm-hmm. totally totally exactly yeah um uh. um i see a lot of books behind you which i love for my audience who yeah. can't see uh yeah. Talk to me a little bit about your own evolution. You made a comment earlier, and I think a lot of early stage founders, leaders, CEOs, managers, any time you're in a leadership role, that letting go <laughs> and going, I, okay, yes, I can trust the systems, but ultimately I still have to trust the people and a, and a combination of the two. Just from an ownership perspective, any kind of insights or self-awareness around the journey you went on to go from the guy who was in there taking twice as long than the numbers yeah. that, 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 that Aaron wanted you to. To yeah. going, you know, no, I trust that XYZ team member custodian did it properly. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that a bit of a journey for you? Was it just something that happened because you had no choice? Or was there a little bit of no, soul searching as I referenced the books behind you? <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely soul searching. Okay. Um, and, and, you, and you're right. There's a bunch of leadership books back there. That, I had a feeling they're blurred out, but I'm pretty sure I could guess yeah. some of the titles. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. You could. And um, yeah, th- that happened actually, thankfully, in my early 20s <clears throat> um, when I was working at Earl's. Oh, okay. Um, cause right I, I, yeah, because when I, when I worked at Earl's, I, um, I was, you know, 20 years old when I started there, um, became a manager, I think at 20, maybe still at 20, maybe 21. Um, they moved me from the kitchen to the front, um, and then very quickly put me into a, a, you know, a night leader position. And 
I took my job so serious at that time that I became a total. Oh, you, you said I could swear, but you can, I, hey, yeah. I'll say a hole. Okay, all right, no, I love it. That's a, all right, see, we got far enough in that the honesty really yeah. starts to come out. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. <laughs> I said I was going to swear. Give, yeah, uh, give, yeah. It's give a twenty-year-old a little, you know, give him a little too much power, <laughs> him yeah, or her. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, I was a jerk, and I didn't like myself, and no one liked me. Like I knew it, and um, and because you know, because I really, I really took it so serious. I was everything by the book. Do it this way. Do it this way why isn't it happening this way and i was oh, obsessed Jared about sounds like a ton perfection. of fun on a friday night shift yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but thankfully that happened at 20 right and to the point where while I you were working I for someone else also like to, so to make, yes. make the mistakes on someone else's payroll yes, not, not exactly. to not, not to say that in, a, in an ill intent yeah. we, we, no, we, yeah. any leader knows the joke what that means 100 <laughs> percent. so i actually burnt myself out and mm. and i'm like i got to get out of here I, i'm not happy like and i'm i'm a jerk and you know and, I, love what you and said. I don't, I don't like, like to, i don't like this version of myself and no one else does yeah yeah so, so I left and, and actually I got a job at Aldo Shoes um, as a manager. Okay. And, and that's when I was like, yeah, I got to figure this out. Like I got to just learn how to, you know, be a good leader. So I started just inundating myself with leadership books. Um, and I implemented exactly what I was reading at Aldo. So here I was, knew nothing about shoes, don't even care about shoes, still don't to this day. Um, you know, man, managing this this shoe store, and they gave me my own store after two weeks. Um, and so uh, I was in Sunridge Mall, you know, running that show, and and um, I was. I knew nothing about anything and the people in there knew a lot more than me. So I learned how to work through people that, that, that knew more than me, but still lead them. And so I would ask a lot of questions instead of tell, that's a, that's tell a, a lot. That's a great scenario. That's a great example. Too. Yeah. Allow yeah. your people to be the expert, which is like in so many businesses, if you're not hired, if you're the expert in your business, there's somebody, something is wrong there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that was a great learning lesson. And we were running the store. I mean, not, not the best. I, I, I was, you know, at 20, I yeah, we're going to cut you some know. slack, but I appreciate the journey. Yeah. And the learning and also how much depth or responsibility you took to learn. And I love the scenario of like, I didn't even care about the product, but I did care about leading people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not being exactly. an a-hole while I did it. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And then I went back to Earl's and put that into use, and I really was successful. Oh, um, very cool! Full y- really, yeah. that's that part of that story comes full circle. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, and and I really implemented you know a leadership traits that you know that I didn't understand prior, and there are real ways to lead people, and you know, and that work. And so, um, it's it. Yeah. Anyways, that. No, I love that. No, I, I, lo- I, love, I love the honesty, and yeah. you know, just seeing that many books in your background. I was like, oh, this is someone who takes their, their, their growth and their evolution ser- seriously and, and how, yes. how, how critical that is. And I guess, you know, again, we're getting to some personal stuff now in terms of like making time for that. You're building a business. Like how important is it from your perspective philosophically as, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a new leader, I'm a manager, but I'm super busy. I'm slammed. Life is, life is all over. How important is it in your mind? I would, I'm, I'm jumping, to, uh, I'm leading the witness here, but I'm a, it feels like you just have to make time. Like, how did you always make time for it? Was it just because it was important or it was just part of your DNA? Yeah, well, before I had three kids, I, I definitely had time. Well, yeah, so that changes um, everything. <laughs> yeah. But now I don't, truthfully. Um, where I read my books is in on audio now. Oh, you um, both so high five to audiobooks. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't, I don't read. I haven't read a book physically in a long time. So this bookshelf is probably not going to get any bigger. <laughs> um, but, but uh, yeah, now it's all audio. So, so when I'm driving, um, often when I'm like, you know doing dishes, you know, or cleaning, I'll put my, you know, when, when I, when the kids are in bed or whatever, I'll put my headset on and just start listening to the audio books. Um, nice. and I'm, I, I swear by them. I mean, like, 
it is the most useful time of, of you know, my day when, when, when I'm driving, you know, all of a sudden I, you know, I'm done the drive and I'm just a little bit smarter. Right. <laughs> I and, I, and, like my, and, and it works, your, it's constantly working your brain. So you feel sharper when you're doing it too. So, you know, versus just listening to music where maybe you're, you know, you feel inspired by the end of the drive or kind of pumped up, but is your brain really, you know, sharp and, and processing and going? New information? Yeah. Processing. Yeah. So uh, what do you, what, so do you, well, what, what do you, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Calgary library. I use the Libby app and mm. I think, I still think it's the single best use of my tax dollars, but just for anyone listening, what, yeah. what do you use? Do you, do you use audible? Yeah. Like what's your, what's, what's your, what's your delivery system? <laughs> yeah. Audible and script. Script. Um, okay. So, I don't know about script. Yeah. And, and, and truthfully for no good reason other than my wife had both accounts. And so I'm just sh- sharing that with her. And so, yeah, I, but I use both, both script and audible script is good. Cause you can find a lot of them. Like you just pay monthly and then often they're free. Probably you have to use your credits. Right. Or not. Yeah. So, people are like, oh, I got yeah. credits. I got to use my credits. I've got too many left over. I've, I've right. always used yeah. the Calgary Library. My Again, my wife <laughs> clearly influences in our lives. Um, she <laughs> yeah. had a Calgary Library and they, a bunch of years ago, they added the Libby app. And it's it's amazing because it's free, but you have to like, you go in, reserve a book. Sometimes it takes like 16 weeks for the show up. So you go in, reserve a bunch of books and they just randomly show up. You're like, and then you have 21 days to listen to it before they pull it back. Okay. So the sense of accountability of like, I got to get my shit together because I got to listen to this totally. book in 21 days. So it really works yeah. well for my type A and as well as my um, accountability. Uh, it's a bit of a accountability coach of like, well, if you don't finish in 21 days, it's just going to pull it right out of your phone. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a, it's a fun. <laughs> yeah, what do you listen to right, right now? What's on your, what's on your, on your audio um, bookshelf? You know, yeah. I'm listening to right now for us for the second time by then belt. Um, I can't remember the author's name off the top of my head. Sorry. Um, uh, but it, it's about, it's about acquisitions. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of front, front and center in our, in our minds right now. Um, and, yeah, is that, um, is that the growth it, strategy? Are you, and just to be clear, are you, uh, are you Southern Alberta, Calgary only? Like what's your geography? We didn't, we didn't touch on yeah, that. Yeah. So, game. so Walker, uh, Diebel, by the way, is the, the author okay. name, but, um, yeah, no, we, um, we are probably about 85% in Calgary and surrounding area. Um, we have a bit of a portfolio in Edmonton, um, and then random, randomly, we, we've ended up in on Ontario and Vancouver as well. So kind of all over Ontario, we have, I think, what about, I think about 11 dental offices out oh, there. Amazing. Right okay, cool. So, uh, yeah. so the, then, the world domination is expanding. That's excellent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's starting to, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, you know, we're, we got to be very careful about that. You yeah. know, we don't want to spread ourselves too thin. We want to make sure that we don't sacrifice service along the way. So we're super conscious of it. But um, yeah, I would say by the time, you know, maybe one of my children take over, if it's not ro- robots to take over, um, then, 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 oh, you know, I, I think, think we'll humans are still going to have a role in the, in the mix. It just might be a different I role than so. it was before. I hope so. <laughs> I don't think we're being phased out quite yet, but, but it, it is changing. We, we can't, we can't, yes, it is. Yeah. the robot yeah, exactly. overlords. Um, That's right. <laughs> uh, appreciate that. And I appreciate the build. And like, I'm assuming in your industry, there's probably lots of uh, opportunity for consolidation. People transitioning yeah. at the end, been running the business for yeah. 30 years. You're probably, there's so many yes. businesses that are at those inflection points, which I think yes. creates a lot of opportunity. Mm. Yeah. That, that has become our, our growth strategy. Yeah. Um, we haven't done any yet. Um, and I've been trying for about three Years, well, it's tricky in a whole other way because you're you're buying is. footprint, but you're also buying a culture that wasn't yours, that wasn't built from scratch. Like, there's a lot of That's shit right. we could do. Up Anyways, let's put a pin in it because I think we could do a conversation yeah. when you buy your first one. Let's come back and totally. go walk us through. <laughs> I yeah. love having guests back on that. too, and I love to. Love I love providing stuff for my audience that's also really practical. Like, okay, yeah, philosophically, yeah. and here's what's happening, and that's great. But what's the nuts and bolts? And what did you do when that thing went off the rails? And especially buying, so many of my friends are in that cycle right now. They've run their businesses for a while. They're 
looking to grow through acquisition. And it's an yes. easy thing to say off the cuff. It's way harder. Back yeah. to your point about you oh. three years. Yeah. Oh, so much work. So much work. Yeah. I think you're touched. Okay. You're connected with Village Wealth. And I saw on your LinkedIn that you know Connor Curran over at Local Laundry. And yeah. anyways, we have yeah. a lot of the same friends as I've realized our, totally. our circles are overlaps. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jared, thanks for coming on. Thanks for just being, you know, candid. I love, I love it when when Gilbert reached out to me. I was like, a cleaning business. What could be interesting about a cleaning? I know better to know that there's always something interesting about every business. No, you're right. You're, I get but it. But I wanted I to have it. that conversation and talk about it, and and really yeah. appreciate that you seeing an opportunity of like, wow, we can do something in this industry because it's just not being done that well right now. Like sometimes part of the business strategy is just seeing a gap that could just be bad behavior. (laughs) I'm I'm overgeneralizing it, but I heard that loud and clear when you described your first example of like, this is terrible. I bet these people would love to work somewhere where they're treated with respect and humanity. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. We've, we've differentiated ourselves that way. And we we were grateful that we, when we started, the culture was all like, it, it was, you know, companies, 15, 20 years ago, that didn't matter, right? Like people didn't put that. Yeah, I was going to say before it was we, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so to try to kind of restructure a culture, it's very hard, but we started right from the beginning with that culture and mindset. So it was much easier for us. Yeah, I love it. So, well, a, yeah. a couple of things. Somebody wants one, you're great. You're a great guest to have on. So someone wants to reach out and have you on, have you on a podcast or, or even just have a conversation. Do you have a preferred, are you a LinkedIn guy? Like what's your favorite form of, of comms in the world of a million yeah. ways? <laughs> Yeah, LinkedIn. I, I would say is my my favorite platform. Um, so Jared Jared Sarbet on on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, and then you can also find me. You know, our, our our company is Picture Perfect Cleaning. It's PictureperfectCleaning.ca. Um, and uh, yeah, I, th- I would say those are the two. If you're looking for a commercial cleaning, that's where you would go. Uh, personally, if you just want to keep in touch, I love keeping in touch with everyone. Find me on LinkedIn. Amazing, Jared. Thanks so much for coming on. Great to meet you, and thanks for telling your story. I really appreciate it. Likewise, thanks, Tyler. I really appreciate it as well. 